Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's going to be a cruel fall if Taylor Swift doesn't show up in Minneapolis this weekend, at least for many sports fans and Taylor Swift fans here in the state. But we won't find out probably until Saturday, at least that Taylor Swift decided to show up to support her new boyfriend as the Vikings try to beat Taylor's boyfriend. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the second hour of the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I'm the Bradley. Dawn today played by none other than Paul McGuire Grimes. Paul, thanks for being with us. Hello. I'm on the understudy list in the program today. Hey, we appreciate yeah, it because um, sometimes the understudy is, uh, you know, just another opportunity to inhabit a role. I don't know where I'm going with that. I was waiting. I'm just I happy wanted to, you to finish I'm that like, I'm happy that you're here. That's <laughs> all that you. matters. Thank you. Um, Paul, one of the things that we love about having you on the show is your just tremendous take on television and movies. To that end, you have brought us today a list of the 50 best television shows of the 21st century. So far, yes. So far. I love a good list. I'm always interested to see what people uh, pick as the best of television movies. And this is from The Hollywood Reporter. They gathered their television critics to kind of put this list together. And there were some criterias. Um, they were looking through over 600 original scripted shows. Um, and they had to at least air part of their seasons after the year 2000. And what I love about this website, if you go to the hollywoodreporter.com, is that you just, it's like one page. It's all 50 yeah, entries on one page. You don't have page. to do a dumb slideshow. No slideshows, which drive me absolutely off the wall. Don't even get wall. me started. And then you can select at the top if you want 50 to 46, 15 to 11, 5 to 1, yada, You don't yada. have to scroll all the way no down. No scrolling. Yeah. Coming in at number 50, which I'm a little surprised that this didn't rank this higher. This 50 would be like the bottom. Of the list. Yes, yes, yes. Like, number one will make some sense when we get to it. Okay. Number 50, Sex in the City. And not, and not, and just like that on top of it. Just regular Sex in the City. Why would they put that at the bottom of the list? Maybe they just weren't Sex in the City fans. Yeah, could be. I think it's a great show. That is. Well, certainly a defining show. Defining show. And that stood the test of time that people still watch and like and really say something about that time and those characters. I really. Um, love it. Yeah. Were there any surprises? Um, I mean, like I'm scrolling through this list and a lot of them I'm like, oh, this would actually be if, if you like me have oh. missed, what were you going to oh, say? Keep going. No, I was going to say, if you like me have missed a lot of the shows that are on this list mm-hmm. and you feel like you missed out on, you know, just iconic series like the wire, for example, right. is a show that. I just have heard so many people talk about being such a critical success or a transformative show, um, at least in terms of like cable shows. And that was a really good time to maybe use a list like this. Like if, if because we don't have our current favorite shows on with new episodes yeah, right now, absolutely. it might be a good time to go back to watch something that maybe you missed along the way, whether it's Breaking Bad, The Wire. Um, when we were talking about Sex and City, I was like, I wonder where Girls is on this list. Because and? I think that, Sex City is far superior to Girls. I think Girls is one of the more annoying shows. <laughs> girls comes in at alone. number eight. Really? Yes. 
So this person, obviously, you're not going to agree on a lot with no. the person who put this list together. Number seven is a spinoff show called Better Call Saul. Mm. I mean, people love it, so that makes sense. Yeah. Number six is actually a newer show that I'm, I actually have not watched. Want to take your temperature on Reservation Dogs? I have not. Dawn loves it. Okay. And she says it's highly recommended, and I've actually heard several people say they love it, and I, I feel that uh, it's a show I probably would enjoy. Right. Yeah, Mike, but have I you watched it? Watched. Have not gotten into it yet. No. Okay. Again, there are a lot of shows on here that I want to watch. I will say, of the shows that I have actually watched, I'm seeing like The Crown, Anthony Bourdain, uh, Parts Unknown. Yeah. Oh, um, I miss him. These are these are lower on the list, but I kind of don't care. Um, and I'm not even seeing my favorite show of all time in the top five. So I'm going to have to find that. Number five is The Wire. So speaking of The Wire. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number four, 30 Rock. Yeah. I feel like we could get a reboot of that and be hysterical, but maybe not with Alec Baldwin. Well, yeah. I feel like his time has passed. Yep. Uh, number three, Succession. That's a show that Ryan I s- and I are going back now to actually watch. So we didn't watch it when it aired. So yeah. we're finally catching up with it. I watched one episode and was like, oh, I could watch this and then stopped. Exactly oh. the same thing. Really? We did the same thing. We watched the first episode. And we're like, all right, we're ready to dig into this. It feels so overwhelming, though. Well, it, and then there was this period where everybody was watching it and having yeah. opinions and yes. thoughts. And then you just kind of felt left out or like, well, I can't start now. Correct. Yeah, so that's exactly I, what we did. Yeah. Maybe go back now if you've forgotten yeah. any mm-hmm. of the spoilers. So it, you it, just started, you and Ryan we started? Finished, yes. So we finished the first season and then we still need to pick up with season two now. Okay. Because then we like switched over to The Good Fight and finished that. I also feel like I got a spoiler. Yeah, I know. It was hard not to. Succession, but. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, my second favorite drama of all time is The Sopranos. Mike, so I, that's, we, they just watched it. We oh. just, for the very first time. For the first time. I, yes, I for the very first time, it. we just finished it. Oh. A couple months ago. It was fantastic. It's the writing and the acting on that show. I've always said that if I were to ever teach an acting class, I don't know why I ever would, but. I would have scenes featuring James Gandolfini and Edie Falco together because that partnership as scene partners Mm -hmm. is undeniable and a master. It's a masterclass. I miss James Gandolfini so hard. That is two my favorite or second favorite show of all time. You haven't said your favorite yet. Right. And I need to find on this list. But number one is Mad Men. Oh, kind of an obvious choice in that it seems sort of like the quintessential Early 2000s. Yeah, so that ran from 2007 to 2015. And it's certainly a very Americana kind of show of a certain period of our life. It certainly had the culture when it was airing. It's a great show. You have to have patience for it, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if today's audience would like it as much because it's not fast-paced. It's not cliffhanger-y, per se, a lot like people need these days. But I think it's a good show. So what would your number one be? Six Feet Under. Oh, I think it's sure. the best TV. It's my favorite TV drama. I've watched it twice at different periods of my life and would see characters and storylines so differently watching it where I was at in life. And that finale will make me cry and like just become a better was, person every time I watch it. Now, I know it's like problematic now because of Kevin Spacey, but was House of Cards on this list? Because I feel like House of Cards was truly transformational. It really was. So, House of, I mean, one of Netflix's first actual dramas and was stunning. I love Yeah, House well, it of was Cards. the first after, like they had some other random show technically first, but House of Cards truly was the... The sort of breakout first streaming hit. 
And I just remember watching that show thinking... Speaking of Sopranos, Lilyhammer was actually the first. That was the first one. Yes. 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 Stephen Van Zandt. Exactly. But I think they bought... Didn't they buy Lilyhammer versus like House of Cards was the first that... This was a Netflix original. That was like the the first. But I I feel like House of Cards really just took people... Took us on a journey that we hadn't been on before. And oddly, because our politics have become what they are and... Because of what has happened with Kevin Spacey, that show seemingly just became irrelevant. But uh, at the time, you know, I feel like it really sort of transformed our exp- expectations of what a streaming service could offer. Absolutely. Friday Night Lights was 18. Game of Thrones is 30. That's one of my questions. Okay. And then you never said Game where was Breaking Bad? Um, I don't know. Oh. I- I'm just trying to scroll through this. So really Better Call Saul is six, but Breaking Bad was yeah. Breaking yeah. Bad was sixteen. Okay, sixteen. Okay, I'm not even finding. I have heard people, here. critics like yourself, Paul, say that Better Call Saul was the better show. Here's, Critically, is this a safe space? Yeah, it is. I have never seen Better Call Saul, nor have I seen Breaking Bad. I haven't either. I'm just Breaking Bad is my single favorite show of all time. Oh. Is it really? Yeah. And but Sarah watched Breaking Bad with me, absolutely loved it. Watched Better Call Saul, and she's like, "No, no, no, Better Call Saul is better." So it makes yeah people feel that way. Fascinating. It's a different. I, it's a different show completely. It's definitely more of a courtroom drama. This the Better Call Saul. It, it looks more of like a comedy. It and it is funnier. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't see six feet under on this list, but I'm scrolling fast and this is annoying me now. You can control <laughs> F, honey. Yeah, I did that for House of Cards and wasn't there. So. <laughs> All right. Deadwood we, 21. Oh, sure. Deadwood. Yeah. Well, uh, we will make it's sure this list is available. There. So, dear listeners, again, this is Hollywood Reporter's 50 best TV shows of the 21st century so far. Girls when, at eight. I just can't handle it. <laughs> you can't handle what? Girls at number eight. Do, well, do you want to keep talking TV? Sure. All right, we'll just do that when we come back. Keyword awareness. How are you feeling? Are you feeling like fall is coming and maybe you feel a little pressure before the holidays to lose some weight? I know a lot of people are. This is a time where you just sent your kids off to school and you're like, this is time for me. Well, Livia Weight Control Centers wants to help you lose weight the healthy way with their doctor-recommended programs. Right now, limited time offer. You can get three months free. I lost weight with Livia and it was great because I kept the weight off. It was six years ago. And that's because they care about over time how you can change your lifestyle to fit Livia Weight Control Center's plan. So they want you to be successful in the future as well. Um, for 14 years, they've been doing this, changing people's lives. And they were just voted Minnesota's best weight loss program for the third year in a row. You don't count calories. Uh, you don't feel like you're starving yourself. It is just the best plan around, and I did it. I loved it. 855-GO-LIVIA or Livia.com for your first three months free. If you mention me. Additional terms apply. It's the adventures of Bradley and Don. Quite the awkward little adventure, wouldn't you say? Where talk is fun. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. But I'm still going to wake up on you and me. I know that last night we lit the I can't remember everything we said, but we said it all. You told me that you wish I was somebody you never met. But baby, baby, something's telling me this ain't over yet. No way it was our last night. No way it was our last night. No way it was our last night that we break. 
wake up. I see you tell lights in the dust. You call your mama, I call you bluffing. In the middle of the night, pull her right back up. Yeah, my, my friends say let her go. Your friends say what the hell I wouldn't trade your kind. We're like in the break talking about TV. So we just decided we're going to keep talking about TV here on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Dawn today is none other than Paul McGuire Grimes. Dawn will actually be back on Monday. But Paul, yes, you know, TV movies, it's your sweet spot. And I feel like let's just unleash that sweet spot for the audience to enjoy. We were talking about in the last segment that this list of Hollywood reporters top 50 television shows of the 21st century. And then we just kind of got talking about the TV that we've been watching. Mm-hmm. So what are you guys watching at home right now? So we use this app called TV Time that we can kind of keep track of where what we're is at. This? Yes. So, okay, it's called TV Time. And it's for movies and TV, but... Uh, you it helps you keep track of where you're at in a show. So like right now we've watched the first four episodes of the morning show of the current season. So I know like okay when we go back into the app I need to watch episode five because you know sometimes like their trackers when you're watching are not actually accurate and you yeah. watch maybe an old. So do season. you have to update it then? Yeah, like let's say like I'm showing you right now. So the next time I watch the morning show I just click the check. And it's like, you're all cut up. Or it may say two more episodes until okay. you're all cut up. All right. And then it'll show you like how many episodes are in the season. So that way, if up. like somebody in your house watched it ahead or something and you show up and you're like, wait a minute, that's not where I was. Correct. This way you keep track. What's it called again? TV time. TV time. Yeah. So right, currently so watching the on? morning show on Apple TV Plus, the third season. There's five episodes out right now. We've watched four of them. And this season is really great. Um, It's, again, behind the scenes of a television network, UBA. Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon. You've got Billy Crudup in it, Mark Duplass, um, Karen Pittman, who was on and just like that. And John Hamm is new this season, playing a Elon Musk-type character that wants to buy the TV network. Mm. And it's the TV network is kind of going... It's so soapy and just what fans loved about the first season. That, But it's not pitting Jen and Reese's characters up against each other like we've already done. It's it's great. Are you watching that, Mike? We are not, no. No, I haven't watched the morning show either. Apple TV Plus. I will say... really well done. uh, On the the Apple TV Plus front, you and I were both mentioning Shrinking, which if you guys have not watched Shrinking and you just want a good, feel-good comedy... You know, it's funny, but it's also... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP. UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Funny in the way that I enjoy. It's, it's kind of like inappropriate funny, right. you know, but yeah. at the same time, like heart, from a good place, yep. like it's not... 
And it's one of those shows that only one season so far did get renewed that just gets better with every episode. I remember starting thinking, okay, this is fun. Like, I enjoy it. And then, like, it just found its groove and these characters just become richer. Because I was going to say, because the characters become deeper and not just the stereotype of who you think they are in the first couple episodes. And Harrison Ford is not just the grumpy therapist. There's more to his character. And we it's shrinking, but the same writing team and creator of Ted Lasso is just so well done. Yeah, uh, which character? Again, it's um, well, Brett Goldstein, Brett Goldstein, Kent on Ted Lasso. He's one of the producers for writers, right? And then Jason Siegel is the main character. Um, so that's uh, Ahsoka on Disney Plus. I've got the finale still to watch. Jamie just watched that last night. Oh, actually, no, Jamie just watched it this morning. Do you know how I know this? Because literally, I'm snoozing away, and all of a sudden, the dog starts barking insanely this morning at like six something. And I thought a bomb was going off. Oh my gosh. No, it's just them downstairs watching the damn finale of Ahsoka. <laughs> I came down, I was like, what are you doing? Right. Like, do you know that there's a person upstairs sleeping? Right. And anytime an animal or some kind of creature comes oh. on the screen, the dog goes wild. Luckily, so. our dog has zero interest in any creature. You're very lucky. Skin, You're apparently. very lucky. Okay, we'll so Ahsoka. America. Okay, yep, Ahsoka. Which is the, one episode left. the Star Wars latest of the Star Wars spinoffs on Disney+. Plus. Disney and Plus. I will say, I'm pretty... I'm pretty happy with how this season went i i've been very critical of some of the other star wars series on disney plus but ahsoka has been actually pretty good so far um we are still watching american horror story the why cr- well we're 12 <laughs> seasons in i mean why not you yes. have watched all of them yes and let me say oh my some of God. them have been god awful you either deserve a medal or to be arrested <laughs> i, sh- I don't I know be which. the ryan murphy wall of fame yeah um so this season is called delicate stars Emma Roberts, who I have a, she bugs at times. And then Kim Kardashian is in it. Yeah, that's the big and, thing this season. Yeah, right? and then Matt Zuckery, who we love from The Good Wife, is in it. We've only watched the first episode. Um, I think two are out right now, maybe three. People are really loving Kim in it. I don't know. We'll see. But do you think it's because, it. like, what do you think they're loving about it? Because the clip that I saw, I was like, she, I mean, she's playing herself. Yeah. So, I mean, she's not playing herself technically, but someone that you, she's, Playing right within her small wheelhouse yeah. as an actress, and maybe people are loving that, and she can be over the top and campy and kind of yeah. maybe. Poke Which fun. that show, let's be clear, benefits from camp. So. I will yes, and we actually really love the New York City, the New York uh, story from last season. Because you know it's an anthology; it's a different yep. plot, different actors. Um, but last year it was all about the AIDS crisis in New York in the eighties and uh, kind of shaping that as a serial killer. Like there was a serial killer and then you also had the AIDS virus killing characters off. It was actually so well done. Russell Tovey was in it and he was phenomenal. Huh, that's fascinating. Exactly. I, I did exactly not hear Kunta much about it. it. And I will say that the thing I do enjoy, because I, I used to love American Horror Story, mm-hmm. but Ryan Murphy has this habit of forgetting what he showed up to do Thank about you. halfway through the season. You. And you're like, I don't where. What? Yes. So that got tiresome after a while and I kind of went away. But one of the things I always appreciated about him is that he would work actual history and a lot of history that doesn't get told enough in mainstream television. So I, I appreciate that. I, like, I so wish that that season in New York would have been season three or four when people were actually watching American Horror Story. Because yeah. now that no one really is, no one was talking about that season. And even we well, didn't. People must that, be watching it because he's still doing think, it after 12 seasons. I guess so. I mean, that season sat on our DVR for 100 years and we're like, oh, we should finally watch it. And we're like, why did we put this off for so long? What's the weird. one thing people should be watching that they're not? Do you have one? Oh, I know I just sprung um, it on you. 
uh, that people are. What's like an obscure thing that you guys want? What's a guilty pleasure for you guys that you love uh, watching? Well, that people... our guilty pleasure is the Real Housewives. <laughs> okay. Uh, Salt Lake, New York, Beverly Hills, Atlanta. Them. Okay. Salt Lake, we really love. Orange County, I'm very. Orange County's currently airing their reunion right now. Um, that's kind of our guilty pleasure. We okay. don't do any other reality shows really. We gave up on Dancing with the Stars. What about this Naked Attraction? Oh. <laughs> Have you watched this yet? Okay. So I was scrolling on Max the other day yesterday while working because I was looking for something different. And I saw that and I was like, okay, I've heard about this. Let me just like do a like fast forward and uh, just see what it is. Yeah. And I, like, I knew what the premise was. Yeah. So I'm like, are they and actually going to show this? They do. They do. And then they comment on it. So the premise is this dating show. Oh, are we done? Yeah, we got to go. Well, they but, show peen and they yeah, judge we, it and talk about it. And, well, now we're all going to have to watch. <laughs> we'll be right back. We're actually going to keep the TV talk okay. going. But this time, as relates to the writers and actors strike, when we yes. come back right here on My Talk 1071. Hey, My Talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. Dakota Dental, right down in Apple Valley, super convenient to the metro. They've got plenty of appointments for you and your whole family. Now, look, you try to book a dental appointment at a lot of practices this time of year, you're going to have a hard time. They're going to be booking out weeks and months uh, from now. That's not going to be the case with Dakota Dental. Why? Because they're not experiencing the same shortage of doctors and hygienists that a lot of dental practices are. So they literally have appointments for you this week and next. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call Dakota Dental. Then you'll get in. You'll be getting some of the best dental care in the Twin Cities. I know that because that's where I go. And trust me when I tell you, I have seen pretty much every inch of that office because I've been there a lot over the last couple of years. I just got done with dental implants. The whole experience has been wonderful. I highly recommend them. If you're looking for a great family dentist, call dakotadental.com today. Tell them Bradley sent you. Welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn here on My Talk 1071. Hey, uh, it's me and Paul today along with Mike, and we've been talking TV this hour. We've leaned in heavily, but you know what? That's that's our happy place. And we're going to kind of continue it just a little bit because, oh, Drew Barrymore, this woman, she cannot help herself, uh, even if she tried there's another headline I saw yesterday, and I thought, are you kidding me? And you've probably heard the headlines, but if not, the Drew Barrymore show writers declined to return. And I thought, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm not that surprised. I mean, there were three apparently SAG writers on the Drew Barrymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, not yeah. SAG. SAG is um, the actor's union, and they're still on strike. But you're absolutely right. The WGA writers, three WGA writers on the Drew Barrymore show. And you might remember, Drew said the show was coming back amidst the strike before it came to a conclusion. And then she said she was sorry that she did that, but that's what she's doing. And then she was like, okay, well, naturally, no, we're not going to come back. I've listened to everyone. I've heard what you're saying. We'll and then pause, show and pause. Five seconds later, <laughs> the strike was the over. Strike was over. And people were like, girl. Girl, what are you doing? Anyway, she's now just making it worse as far as I'm concerned. So the story is that these three writers, Chelsea White, Christina Kinnan, and Liz Coe, have turned down an offer to return with the show. And at first, like I said, I was like, maybe not super surprised, because you could understand you... Uh, 
are in a union, you support that union, your union goes on strike, but the show that you work for doesn't, you would have some feelings. Yeah, there would be some resentment, some bitterness, some like, I guess we're not really wanted or needed or respected. So why would I want to put myself back into that environment, even if it means I have a job? Yeah, exactly. And you might wonder, well, what does Drew have to do with any of that? Because it's probably obvious that they weren't going to come back. Well, then I read this. Well, first, they talk about how in this piece in The Hollywood Reporter that the three women were all visible during uh, the show's initial return when that was going to happen. They were visible on the picket line. They, you know, were carrying signs, honk if you love union labor, Drew's news, strikes. Like, so they were there doing the thing, right? Mm -hmm. On September 11th, which was the show's first day back in production... They told The Hollywood Reporter that they'd found out the show was returning, not from their boss or colleagues, but rather via audience ticket giveaways that had been posted on social media. Oof. Like, you have just been gone. I mean, like, oh, it's just, it's Whenever I hear about people, whenever I hear about celebrities or anyone in this case, Hearing that they're not, hearing that they're fired or not getting a job or not returning from social media versus their bosses, like that is just harsh. Yeah, so they didn't even know that the show was coming back, but yet found out that there were going to be giveaways. And uh, one of them said, quote, it's a bummer to hear that the show's going to, is going back because it sends a message that union writers are not valuable. Um, I understand that everybody has to do what they feel is best for them, blah, blah. Anyway, she talks about um, how, you know, uncomfortable it was. However, uh, as a result, the three of them have decided not to go back to the show and ultimately not surprising. But I just feel like Drew needs a new PR person, frankly. Yes, I I hope that. She, okay. I I really love Drew Barrymore. Yeah. She's one of them. I've yeah. always been a fan of hers. I mean, there's a reason her show has been successful. Right. And what she can get out of the people. I also respect these writers. And I'm frustrated that Drew crossed the picket lines. Like, that is not a good thing. Yeah. And I'm bummed that Drew did that. And I stand up for these writers for not coming back. I hope that Drew can make her way out of this and can come back and have a... The career again is not the right phrase because she'll still. Do you have think a she's going to have pay a long, uh, sort of a long term price? I think so. Yeah, I think that there will be actors who don't want to be on her talk show. That well, maybe that's would why have been this on was so just. You just have to know this had to sting so much because literally five seconds after she got through this, right. the strike is over. Yeah, so if she had just shut her mouth mm-hmm. and held her breath for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know hindsight is 2020. 2020 she but, would not have known that it was about to be over. Yeah. But if you think about it, Kelly Clarkson's show uses union writers. And in all that discussion about talk shows coming back, hers was never mentioned. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, her her show gets to come back. Yeah. It's now in New York. On I think it'll come back the 16th. And it's like, no fuss, no muss. We're back. Yep. And here we are. Well, even Jennifer Hudson, her show is rumored to be coming back amidst the strike. Right. However... I don't think she would pay the same price because she didn't put herself out there the way Drew did, where Drew yeah. said, I own this. Right. And I take full responsibility when if I were Drew, I'm like, why would I don't think you need to do that? Like if I were giving her advice, I would mm-hmm. say, I don't know that you need to go out and tell people you own this because you will. 
And do you and really want to own it? Right. And that also tells me, too, that she was being told, don't do this. Don't come back. And her taking... I appreciate her taking ownership because I think what we don't get a lot in apologies is ownership or an apology. Yeah, but that was ownership in explaining why she was going to, you know, bring the show back amidst a strike. Yeah. Versus saying after the fact, like, oh, it's my fault. Right. It was messy. It took her forever. And I think that there will be um, actors who won't come back because I saw plenty of actors dismiss her. Um, well, you can imagine they won't her. want to do her show, right? At least in the you know near future, because right. they don't, you know, or their agents aren't going to want to book them on that show. Yeah, I mean, again, Hollywood is not just celebrities; it's all the people around them, mm-hmm. and a lot of those people around them who don't maybe get as much attention are, um, you know, behind the scenes remembering. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so in addition to Drew Barrymore, now that strike is over. SAG, uh, the SAG after strike, of course, is still in full effect. But there are still things happening and coming back to television, Paul. And one of them is Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I'm a huge Saturday Night Live fan. We watch it every Saturday. I I could go on a whole SNL history with you. But it's going to be coming back October 14th. They've announced the first two episodes with musical with host Pete Davidson, who we know used to be a cast member, mm-hmm. with musical guest Ice Spice. And then coming up October 21st, it will be Bad Bonnie as both the host and musical guest. I think that's interesting. Yeah. So and he, we will see what he can do. That he, you know... He's. This is not his first acting gig. No, because he's in this new movie called Cassandra with uh, about lucha libre Mexican wrestling, and he plays a drug dealer in it. But I thought to myself, Paul, how can these actors who are SAG after yep. actors as cast members come back to the show? Paul, how can these actors well, go back to Saturday Night Live? Thank you for asking, because SAG AFTRA came out with a statement kind of explaining how they can come back. So they said SAG after members appearing on Saturday Night Live, either as hosts, guests, or cast members, are working under the network code agreement, which is not a contract that we are striking. They are not in violation of SAG after strike rules, and we support them in fulfilling their contractual obligations. The program is a SAG after non-dramatic production under a separate agreement that is not subject to the union's strike order. So while the show has been off for a long time, that was because of the writers being Writers Guild members. Now that Got the it. writers are back, yeah, the show can come back because all the actors and cast members can be on that show. And what's well, what's interesting, and I will be interested to see what the rest of the season's hosts or what the host lineup looks like. Correct. If you're if it's an actor in a movie, they can be a host as long as they're not promoting the movie, which they wouldn't be doing. They that's why they're on Saturday Night Live yeah. is to promote a show yeah. or whatever. So if they're on it, they're just going to be there to just be present. Yeah. And but everybody's going to know. Everyone's going to know yeah. that I'm going to make this up. Bradley Cooper is going to be on to host because he's promoting Maestro on Netflix. Yeah. And when actors that are up for award consideration, they want to go on SNL to show their range. We've seen this many times before. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. And I think that's why they can get Pete Davidson back in because he was supposed to host last season and that his episode got canceled. I think it's interesting that Pete Davidson's showing up because he's been, you know, we live in the world of blind items. We live in the world of tabloid headlines. Nothing is real and, and everyone smokes. And nothing is real and everyone smokes. And he has not had a good run in the tabloids Oof. and the blind items lately. Because uh, most recently he got into a fender bender while pulling out of a comedy show, I think. 
And then, of course, he this is on rehab. the heels of him going to some sort of rehab, right. celebrity rehab for something following the car accident that he got into with, not um, what's her name, Chase uh, um, Suey? Suey, no. Suki Waterhouse? No. No, Chase Madeline Klein? No, I think it's Chase Suey, isn't it? Chase Suey Wonders. Wonders. Chase Suey Wonders. Wonders, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so like, so a lot that it's hard to keep track of. Yeah, who's the new one again? Madeline Klein. Madeline yeah. Klein. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, Pete. So this will be a <laughs> chance for him to sort of reset the conversation. Yeah, he can go back home, do what he does best, which is Weekend Update. Is he doing any movie projects? While well, his show got renewed on Peacock. Okay. Bobkiss. Yes. Literally no one watched. <laughs> I, I heard say I never... nothing about it, and yet it got renewed. Like what? Why do you know. think? Because it's Pete. And, and what else does Peacock have going and, on? Right. Like, I think they just love him. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm excited to see it back. I really do love SNL. And I'm curious, like you said. Where are we at with the, the cast right now? Do you feel like there's a good cast or are we kind of in a wasteland period? We, um, It's not a wasteland. I think we're in an in-between stage where we had some really good people that had been there for a while left. And now we have a lot of what what they call featured players, which is like, they're not full-time cast members, but they do a lot of sketches. Uh, They're all trying to find their voice. And because they don't have a lot of main cast members, they're in sketches to build their routine, but we need them to gel. We need the whole cast to like really gel and find reoccurring sketches. And we're kind of just waiting for that to happen. But they do have good people. Like Chloe Feynman is really funny. And um, I love Bo and Yang. He can do no wrong in my book. He's hysterical. Um, the oh god i'm now blanking on who they are so they're gonna be a, um wow i'm just blanking no on it's who the fine cast is it's but fine. anyway we're in an in-between i would say i just listened to an interview with uh leslie jones because she's got a new memoir coming yeah. out and she had some interesting things to talk about during her time on snl she talked about how she really struggled there because it wasn't her it wasn't her genre, like it wasn't her style of comedy yeah and she was so much older than the other cast well, and they members. wanted her to play a very specific version of her. Right. And she said that that was her biggest criticism of the show was that they're just, and I don't even know if it was a criticism as much as just a realization that that that's what they do Mm -hmm. is that they wanted, you know, once they figure out what you are, that's what they want you to do. And I I think that she wanted more than that. Yeah. Which I get. I mean, but she, she was good at when she was on it. I love Leslie Jones. She's funny. I'm so bummed that Supermarket Sweep got canceled. Oh, God. That She was a good host of that. I we never watched, watched it. Oh, it's fun. I never watched it, but I would. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, from, okay, from the writer strike to the actor strike to one of our favorite television shows of all time, Paul McGuire Grimes, when we come back, okay, we are going to play a game. All about the Golden Girls. Yes. And it's not you versus I. It's going to be you versus Mike you in win. a Golden Girls <laughs> trivia battle. What? <laughs> I don't know, but I think I think you both have a 50-50 shot. Okay. Mm. When we come back, I'll tell you why. Right here on my... Welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and Donna. My talk 1071. Today, Paul McGuire Grimes is joining us in for Dawn. And um, I thought it would be fun to play a game. You know, Mike, you've got your game show roulette at the end of the day. We've already oh, done yeah. blind mm-hmm. items. So, like, games are fun on the show. And I thought, you know, Paul and I love Golden Girls. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I thought it would be fun 
to have a little Golden Girls game show. And when I was trying to think of like Golden Girls game shows, like what could we do? Could we do a little trivia challenge? But then I was like, I don't want to pit Paul against me. I mean, we're both, you know, I feel like we would both just run away with it. Yes. We'd have no problems, any trivia you would just be able to knock it out of the park. So yeah. then I thought, well, how do we get Mike involved? <laughs> so and you're going to pit him against me? Yes! This is not yes! great. That's exactly what we're doing. I'm so win. This is mean. To that end, no, no. See, you've got okay. an advantage here because you don't need to know a damn thing about the Golden Girls, oh, Mike, in okay. order to win. What do I All do? you have to do mm-hmm. is tell me whether you think Paul knows what he's saying oh. about the Golden Girls. Okay. So I'm going to give... Paul, a famous line from the Golden Girls. Okay. He will fill in the blank, and you will tell me if he is right or wrong based on how he answers. Mm, So he might want to, like, throw it a little bit. He could throw it. Okay, okay. I like it. I like how this works. Okay. All right. So let's try this out. We'll do, should we do a little, uh, a little sample? Yes. Let's do an example. So, Paul, if I said to you, go to sleep, sweetheart, pray for blank. You would say brains. Go to sleep, sweetheart. Pray for brains. That's right. Yes. You think that's right? Yep. Yes. You are correct. <laughs> and who said that? <laughs> that is Dorothy. For bonus points. <laughs> and she was saying it too. To Rose. To Rose. I think he's right on both of those yeah. answers too. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest. He's absolutely right. All right. Go so that's sleep, how it goes. Rose. Are you ready for this? Okay. Hmm. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Uh, the next one, Paul, is it's like we say in St. Olaf, Christmas without fruitcake is like St. Sigmund's Day without the blank. Like St. <laughs> Sigmund's Day without the olives. Without the olives. Yeah, 100%. You think that's right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. <laughs> the correct answer is it's like we say in St. Olaf. Christmas day or Christmas without fruitcake is like Saint Sigmund's Day without the headless boy. <laughs> so it turns. So out. you intentionally threw that, or you what, did, did you, you know not that know? one? You'll never know. <laughs> oh, wait, so I'm okay. Got it. Okay, got so you. He's like just gonna throw it sometimes. Okay. You, well, you know, actually, did not know. Okay, that. I was I gonna it. say headless. This that one. That was. It's a little hard. obscure. It's that a little obscure. obscure. Mm. Okay. All right. Here's another one. You said it so confidently, though. Well done. Yeah, see? Now, this is also from Rose. She says, quote, It's like life is a giant weenie roast, and I'm the blank. I'm the biggest weenie. I'm the biggest weenie. It's like life is a giant weenie roast, and I am the biggest weenie. Sure, that sounds right. Yes! Yes! Good job! (laughs) All right, all right. Uh, another Rose, Rose, she always has so many. Got a lot of gems there. (laughs) Rose says, um, and now this is a two part. So there's a Rose and a Dorothy. Rose says, can I ask a dumb question? (laughs) (laughs) And Dorothy says. Better than anyone I know. That's correct. Yes. I actually know that line. You do? Yes, Good I knew job, that one. Mike. Mm-hmm. You watched the Golden Girls. I should have taken your temperature. Uh, not often, but it was one of my grandma's favorites when I was over at her place. Are you calling us grandmas? Nope, I'm just saying it was one of her <laughs> I mean, favorites. I didn't say any of that. Not far yeah. off. All right, so so far, Mike, I think you have three points. Paul, 
Yeah, how are we doing this if he's the one guessing? You both have, well, okay. you both have equal points. I haven't, I haven't, like, completely nailed out this, this game. <laughs> okay. This is kind of a trial run. <laughs> trial run. Okay, okay, so if it works well, we'll do it again tomorrow, okay, maybe. Great. I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe you can do it for me. Yeah. Um, Ooh, but yeah, you've yeah. both gotten, so, like, the one that he got, yeah, he got wrong, wrong. I also got wrong. You also got wrong mm-hmm. because you thought he was right. Okay. So you're three for three. Great. Now, Stanley. You're one chromosome away from being a blank. Pro-magnum. A, a, a who? Cro-magnet? <laughs> Cro-magnet? Like a Cro-magnum man? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, I don't think, correct. <laughs> I mean, I kind of hear what I'm like, a what? <laughs> yeah, I guess not the word wrong. <laughs> uh, this is sounding familiar, but Stanley, I can't think of what it is. You're one chromosome away from being a potato. Oh, mm. right. I mean, you, know, yeah. you either know it or you don't. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Okay, so now we're still tied. Okay. No, I took the lead there. Oh, wait. Yes. Yeah, because you, said he, you said he yeah. didn't know. So oh, now it's four to God. three. Look at God. this. See, you could win a Golden Girls trivia game, Mike, and not know a damn thing about the Golden Girls. Look at this. America is an amazing place. Okay. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but he melts my blank. This is Rose, and she says, quote, I hate to admit it, but he melts my... Fraturgen Blurgen. My Fraturgen Blurgen. Uh, if that's wrong, he sold it well. I'm going to say yes, that's right. So you're saying that is correct. Correct. Okay. No, that is not correct. In fact, the correct answer is, I hate to admit it, but he melts my Hagen does. Oh, Hagen does. Uh, yeah. So close. But for Turgen Blurgen, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a total that's a rose line. potential rose line. Right line. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we've got a few more here. How about this? Dorothy was uh, Dorothy. I got to do this in the. <laughs> I forget which uh, when these happen. Okay. Dorothy was Sophia naked just now, or does her dress really need blank? <laughs> Ironing. Ironing. That's a really good line. If it's wrong, so I'm going to say that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Dorothy was Sophia naked just now, or does her dress really need ironing? <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, um, another Rosism. Oh, blow it out your blank. To Flergenbergen. To Flergenbergen. No, that's wrong. You know, I'm going to give that to you, Paul, because that's <laughs> so close. It's, it's Turban Burbles. Turbo burbles. <laughs> I knew it was turbo burbles. That's why you I said he was not false. Either. Okay, you're right. Okay, but you're still winning by one, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike. All right. All right. Uh, this is the last one. So, Mike, mm-hmm. if you're able to maintain the lead that you have, you will win. Paul, if you can stump Mike so on this, this is, one. This is where it's really geared you, against him. What's that? Because I can just say whatever he said was right, and I'll, or I can say it was. Right, and no matter what, I'll be the winner. Sure. Yeah. Ah, rude. <laughs> well, no, wait. You. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're right. You can, I can throw always it. just throw. Yeah, yeah. But you're not going to do that, Mike. Of course not, because, because I've got integrity. You want to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's the last Golden Girls trivia line. Paul, fill in the blank. You'll have to excuse my mother. She suffered a slight stroke a few years ago, which rendered her totally blank. Useless. Useless. That's false. Oh! You actually won by two, Mike. Because the correct answer is, 
You'll have to excuse my mother. She suffered a slight stroke a few years ago, which rendered her totally annoying. Oh, totally annoying. Good job, Mike. Thanks. Good job, Mike. And it's uh, an interesting game. game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, I, it was just a chance for us Talk, to throw we'll do it again. It's fun because it's like a bluffing game because he's trying to give the answer yeah. as confidently as yeah. he can. It, yeah. It's fun. I knew we had to do something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we'll do something else with Golden Girls tomorrow. And dear listeners, when we come back, everybody's got this favorite.